Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WandaVision 30 Questions, a show where each week we ask 30 questions about the new show WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Adam Portress, and joining me today, he's the mayor of Westview, Sweet Sean Zakovacs from the internet. I'm running for governor. And snooping around basements is right up his alley, Bruce Leslie. I'm the circus strongman. Oh, we are strong indeed, boys and girls. We are coming back here with yet another 30 questions. Season 1, Episode 7 of WandaVision, entitled Breaking the Fourth Wall. Let's get it going. Start it off with question number one here. Our buddy Aaron M. is back with this one. Uh, What is the team's favorite witch from any medium? It sounds like a question I would have written. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I swear. There's a, I saw this question. It came early in her emails. And by the way, thank you for the early emails to everybody who does submit questions because we do record the show fairly quickly. Uh, so the faster you get them in, the more likely chance you have yours of getting on there. I, I got an answer for me. This, one's, this was kind of an easy question, the one that I kind of want to talk about. And you see a little bit of it in this one is Hansel and Gretel. I love that. That that is such a metal story, Hansel and Gretel. That just like straight up from the fairy tale. Yeah, just uh, the, uh, I'm sure it can be other ones are, are certainly fine. But there's something amazing about two kids who then are are about to be eaten by this witch and then throw her in the oven and kill her. I'm just like that is so metal. I love that one. I also like it that the witch has some magic powers, but she can't take care of her cataracts. Yeah, it's strange because <laughs> the whole thing only works because she can't see. <laughs> Can't do a can't do a seeing spell or something. What's wrong with you? Do you have a definitive favorite witch, Sean? Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Damn it! You took my answer. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart's version of Sabrina is great. Since you took that, I'll just go with Samantha Stevens, a classic. You can't go wrong there. Yeah, I was I was a big Bewitched fan, Nick Knight fan back in the day. So uh, makes nothing but sense. What was her mother's name? Esmeralda. Agnes. That's what I mean. That's why I made that. Uh, that that hey, reference boy, in the first episode was, was like, oh, it's way Agnes. off. Well, Agnes Moore. world. No, wait a minute. The world that I go from Agnes to Esmeralda. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Ag- Agnes Moorhead is the actress's name. Okay, I'm sorry. The character. <laughs> I, I think pre- the I think the character is like Esmeralda because she's pretty good too. I mean, Samantha's a good witch. You know, come on, Samantha's got that hubba hubba factor, but Esmeralda's probably a witchier witch. Yeah, she was. Te- I always like when uh, when what's his name came into town. Oh, it was oh, like Dr. Bombay. No, he was. I'll forget it. I don't know. Question I it was two. Dr. Bombay. <laughs> Dr. Bombay was in that show for sure. But I now don't. I know how people feel when I talk about sports. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> was wasn't Paul Lind on Bewitched a lot? I think that's what I'm whatever character he played where he would just he would always come on and just be like, well, what we're going to do with one of these. Oh, man, he was a heartbreaker. I love that guy. Question two. I saw at least one online article that said this episode was obviously an homage to Modern Family. But was it? Because I thought The Office, especially with the intro. Oh, sir. Look, the the intro is definitely an homage to The Office. But the rest of the show is shot exactly like it's Modern Family. And in um, full disclosure, I've never seen an episode of Modern Family. Uh, uh, join the club, Bruce, because I, too, have never seen not one episode of Modern Family. I have. It's fine. It's it's just fine. But you know the this is this is not the office. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have seen uh, what that would look like because the office is uh, it has so much in it, uh, whereas Modern Family does not. Uh, Modern Family has good performances, but uh, the office 
there is so much to unpack with the office that that it actually probably would have been too much quite honestly because they have a lot that they need to achieve just on their own on their yeah. own front and you know i mean the office of you know finding the beauty in ordinary life like that's really hard to pull off if you've got 15 other things you need <laughs> to pull off i think they could have worked more with the parks and rec vibe which is like the office without the limited storytelling component yeah yeah i i guess and not for nothing but the reason i could never that that i just for whatever reason, don't don't care for the modern family. I find Sofia Vergara kind of grating. She's a beautiful woman, but like, I, I she just feels like a modern day Charo, and I'm like, I I don't know what the appeal is. <laughs> well, first that, of all, you just sounds that, great. Yeah, you just said that like that was a bad thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love Charo. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm showing my my, my age. She's I'm, Latin America's Dolly Parton. She's a treasure. I'm not saying she's not fun because she certainly I still is say fun. coochie coochie coo on occasion. That's not that wasn't that wasn't what she said. She didn't say, she say coochie coochie coo. What did she say? I don't remember, but it's definitely not coochie. coochie it's just coochie coochie. coochie all right. <laughs> okay, I knew it was something like that. But no, I, I'm a. Uh, <laughs> We'll talk about it later because there there is another office reference. But I the, speaking of the opening though, uh, we've seen all the openings previously where we've uh, all the credits show here's Wanda, here's Vision, and then later on here's the kids, here's Agnes, blah 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 blah. Uh, in this one, it is all Wanda and stuff, which I liked. So it just kind of shows that hey, she's the one who's kind of taken over. Everything is focused around her. It's her, 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 and of course the little. Uh, what do you call it there? Ransom note that says, Wanda, I know what you're doing, of course, was another little uh, fun twist in that. But uh, yeah, let's go on to question yeah. three. Okay. Number three, at the top of the episode, Wanda wakes up, pulls the covers off herself, and we see that she's still wearing her Halloween costume from the night before. Have you ever fallen asleep wearing a Halloween costume? Adam? Um, I I don't know why my answer feels like a Sean answer, but it kind of not that because I know it's not. But this feels like a Sean answer. I don't wear Halloween costumes, so uh, <laughs> I, that's never been a problem for me. I just I don't really dress up for Halloween. I like I love Halloween. I love enjoying all the things that come with it. Uh, never really a a dresser upper. I get hot so, easy. I'm going to confess that in the past there were plenty of times I used to drink too much on Halloween. So not only have I slept in a Halloween costume, the chances are greater than zero that it wasn't even my Halloween costume I slept in. Mm -hmm. Or that it wasn't even Halloween. <laughs> might have just been a Thursday. I might have woken up on November 3rd and say, what the heck happened and why am I dressed <laughs> like Wanda? <laughs> Yeah, I, and and I and you you can totally be forgiven, Adam, that you think that 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 is a a, a sweet Sean. But I've character. seen him dressed up before in pictures, so I know that he does it. Uh, yes, uh, I have on on many occasion dressed up for Halloween. Uh, it is one of the very few times where it in it, it, especially me in my twenties, it involves all the things that I like all at the same time. It involves uh uh being someone else uh uh women uh drinking in excess and being slutty <laughs> doesn't hurt and and you are gathered around people that you generally wouldn't be gathered around these three things make for an explosive combo for me in my 20s <laughs> so to answer the question yes i have it's why i asked the question in the first place and it also, and a lot of the time, it it ended with sexy results. 
Yeah, like that year I dressed up like Joe Dirt. I, I, I'm one of these guys, I get home and the pants go off, so I'm not, you know, probably not going to be falling asleep in costumes anytime soon. Yep, I get home, I have to take off my cut-off jean shorts. <laughs> Number four, uh, what do you guys think Agnes's mole looks like? Because one, then the kids look quite uh, shocked, if not disgusted by it. I don't think they ever saw the mole. I think it's just the, the idea of having to look at Agnes's back mole that probably turned them off. It's like the audacity of the whole thing. Yes. That's what, that's what I, took uh, but away. I, because we don't focus on her. We, uh, we don't focus on Agnes. We pan over to Wanda and the kids and they both, I really feel like they saw it because the look is like, whoa, like well, eyebrows kind of go up a little bit and the kids kind of like look at it, like lower their eyebrows a little bit and then look away. So I feel like they saw it. <laughs> I'm picturing it looks like a boglin. You remember Boglins? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy crap. What a great. I think they're bringing those back, actually. I could be wrong. So I'm picturing like a little Boglins saying, nom, nom, feed me. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, man. Those things always got so disgusting if they were like, you know, on the playground or something. They just carried a bunch of dirt and hair and God knows what else oh, in it. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting. That's my vote, Boglin. But great. Question five. With an episode title like Breaking the Fourth Wall, did you think that maybe, just maybe, Deadpool would make his MCU debut. Oh, I am so glad he did not. I am so glad. <laughs> like, I didn't even think of this as uh, uh, like a like something that might actually happen until I read this question. Uh, I am. I, I the. I think that I I would have shut down if if Deadpool would have shown up for this. It would have been weird. It it, it is so it it is so the wrong move. I think that if it were going to happen, it'd be something like Deadpool speaking directly to the camera and people are like, whoa, what's going on? Then it pans out and you see that the twins are watching a movie on TV. You're like, I don't oh, think I it would have actually been Deadpool, but they could have had it. So for just a moment, you thought, what the heck? Deadpool showed up and then it pans out and the boys are watching TV and mom comes in and says, you know, you're not old enough to watch that and turns it off or something like that. I see. I I think it would. I think Sean is right. This would have been a terrible thing for them to add. However, I like where your head is at with this because it, it's that's a great funny idea. But ultimately, I'm glad that it didn't take place because this show would would stop being about Wanda and everything that's going on and be like, "Sweet Lord, did you see Deadpool was in yeah. WandaVision? It's Deadpool, Deadpool. This becomes the Deadpool show. Then, how about this instead? Uh, Mark Paul Ghostlier shows up and he does his Zach Morris breaking the fourth wall. I like he does that as a ghost in Mark Paul <laughs> Ghostlier where he's just a phantom ghost and he comes oh, up as Zach Morris to say <laughs> the, the Saved by the Bell reboot episode. I, hey, listen, there's crazier things have happened. Question six. six. If the sitcoms aren't being broadcast from WandaTown anymore, then why are we watching the vastly inferior Disney-owned Modern Family tribute? The Office is better. This is not up for debate. Yes, The Office is a, be a better show. I say that having not really seen any Modern Family, but I'm like, I'm I'm happy to you know stick my stake in the ground on that one. Well, Sean, I have definitely recorded podcasts that I feel like nobody's listening to, but I keep making them for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I have probably made some video products nobody's watching, but I still do it. So maybe because you have to, know, yeah. they don't I know how it. else to get through their day if they're not acting something out even if nobody's watching yeah it's true i we, we we all were a part of clone wars 30 questions <laughs> <laughs> oh that had a massive audience compared to some stuff i've done <laughs> it's like hey tens of people listened okay uh no i i i think you're right 
I don't know where the idea or reason why the show itself was broadcasting. That is, that's a strange one, but I understand why she's still kind of in that and still trying to maintain all that, all why the house is kind of falling apart and going back to different times and stuff like that. Things are starting to crumble around her. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what would necessarily interrupt the broadcast. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's, had something to do with expanding the, the, the circle and stuff, and they just thought it was too dangerous to keep broadcasting, but they still need that component to the spell, as we'll find out this is a spell going on at the end. I don't know. That's it, as it, best I can figure. Yeah, I would have been fine if the show just suddenly at this point switched gears into everybody is dealing with what's up. But I also thought that the sitcom model worked pretty good this week compared to some of the earlier ones. Yes, I agree. And, and only, well, not only, but specifically because she can speak in her monologue to the camera. Whereas with the earlier stuff, you aren't going to get that because it wasn't part of the, the whole sitcom trope at that point. And it is one of the things that makes it work so well is that you don't need to have that person sitting next to you. You can convey information directly to camera. And just because it's not going out live doesn't mean it might not be syndicated next year or something. <laughs> <laughs> People just turn on the TV and like, what is this? Oh, man. They say that this antenna can pick up all kinds of channels, and they were right. Yeah, Adam, didn't you say you knew of a podcast that had like 450 episodes and only 13 or 14 listeners? Oh, it's bad. Sometimes, my my goodness, if there, I and I, God, my heart goes out to those people because if I if I had been doing something for like four hundred episodes and there was like three reviews on iTunes and like no one listened, it's it would drive me absolutely bananas. But God bless them for for keeping at it, man. Well, again, this goes to my theory, and I believe Bruce's theory as well that sometimes you just got to make stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, like I I. And I know we talk about this probably too much on air, but, you know, I always thought that we would probably have like a hundred people listening to us, but those people would, you know, like really appreciate the show that didn't, that isn't the case, but that, that, and, and, and the best of all worlds, that's what I expected to have happen to us. Yeah, and we got thousands, which is like uh, it's it's always astounding to me when I it's look at, at the and, decent numbers. And, the, and, and they maybe you, know, be you hard. take something else like like you could take a guy and you say he's been playing golf for thirty two years and he still hasn't made it as a pro, and people are like, yeah, but he likes playing golf. But yeah. you take some of this other stuff and people are like, why are you still doing it if you're not, you know, getting somewhere? And people sometimes forget it's like, well, this is my golf, you know, this is my bowling or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, could do a lot worse. Let's head on into question number seven. Uh, is Ra uh, This one comes to us from Kev, a.k.a. Will Billy. Will Billy. Is the Ralph that Agnes keeps referring to Ralph Roberts, a.k.a. Cobalt Man, and possibly disguised as Tyler Hayward, good old Ralph, does have links to Zemo, and we know Zemo's coming up in the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to some degree. Bruce, what say you? I cede my time to Bruce Leslie here. Well... <laughs> I don't know that I have a lot to say. I'm just going to say, no, I don't think it is. But it'd be awesome if it was. Now, Cobalt Man, I'm not aware of of, of this kind of... I'm not super big. I mean, I don't know a lot about Cobalt Man either. So there we go. We're all out in the cold on that one. <laughs> but I do think it'd be cool if that's how it played out. But hey, I don't think that's what's going to Hey, Kev, happen. are you, are you, are you uh, free to do podcasts? We usually record on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, it would break my heart. <laughs> Question eight. 
Oh, is that mine? Uh-oh. Yeah. I was looking up Cobalt Man. Now I've lost <laughs> my notes. Oh, this just all went to crap fast. Oh, no. Did we need to go to nine? No, no. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I was just trying to build up the uh, drama for this one. Was that lady who gave... <laughs> Was that lady who gave Monica the six-wheeled truck the aerospace engineer? This is a very good question, uh, and I can I the only answer that I've got for well the first answer I thought for sure was like no please don't be the person that we were talking about because it's a giant letdown but then again that may be what the show is designing itself to do is to say you know to zig when you think they're they're going to zag. That said, I think it's a zigzag zig because uh? because I have a theory that I glommed off of someone else on the internet. I'm not going to say I came up with it, but I like it. Is that this woman is a scroll? Okay, and that could be the like, like we said last time, where the uh, the girl that she was playing Uno with back in the day, uh, back in the '90s. This could be her as a an adult scroll lady. I'm going to say something here. I think Adam, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. Uh, this is a fine theory, but I think that you're entering into some Bruce Leslie territory here where you kind of bear trapped on that scroll theory. Uh, listen, they're showing That's- enough stuff that it feels like there's a little bit in there and I'm willing to let it go. Unlike Bruce, I'm willing to let it go when I'm shown the opposite <laughs> is true. And part of this is on the Marvel universe, because once you introduce scrolls, if you're if you don't have any other theory, every single character can be a scroll. Yep, that's true. Unless they appear to be a scroll, then they're Cree. No, that's correct. <laughs> yes, if they show you a scroll right off, go ahead and, and go ahead and assume that's a Cree person because you're. you're... But, but I, I don't know if there's another aerospace engineer yet to be revealed. But if they played coy for two episodes and then it was kind of this anticlimactic reveal, it shows a little bit about how, about how sometimes fandoms just going too hard. But well, it does yeah. match up where the Spanish translation said it was a lady. It's true. So, uh, you know, who's to say? And 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 as we said last week, the uh, the you know my guys here that could just be the you know kind of just colloquialism of hey hey guys, that's but all the, that's all my people. The best theory about the aerospace engineer that I've ran across was on Twitter, and it kind of makes sense if they were going to bring this character in is Blue Marvel. And I don't know if you guys know much about Blue Marvel, but he does have links to Monica Rambeau. He's pretty much a genius. He helps cure her when she gets photon poisoning. A lot of stuff that I didn't know about before my recent uh, research on Monica Rambeau, but it Hmm. it would make a lot of sense for him to be pulled in. But also, it's not like everybody's sitting around saying, we got to have Blue Marvel. So we'll just see. There's one guy that's like Bruce. How do you know if you have... what, 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 What are the symptoms of photon poisoning? Well... It, it can only affect photon, for the most I know, but it, it involves not being healthy. So, oh. like, so like if <laughs> so if photon, like you know, just has like really bad breakfast for a couple of years and gains a heart problem, that's that's on well, account. I could of- absolutely see something like crossing that barrier so many times has given her some kind of major problem that Blue Marvel comes in and fixes. And of course, it wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't call him Blue Marvel; it'd be whatever his. A civilian name is like Doctor something or other, Doctor Rainier or something like that. I don't even remember his real name. It's Blue Marvel. Get it right. <laughs> yes, Blue Agon Marvelton. <laughs> I love that. My name is My name is Blueford Marvelton. It walks in with a fake mustache <laughs> when it's like we don't even know who you are. <laughs> it's Adam Brashear. That's I how you was d- close when I said Renislier. That's how you know that Stanley wrote, like, created the character. That's his, <laughs> Blueford. That's his, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Blueford Marvelton. 
that's going to be the fake name I use when I get uh, restaurant <laughs> reservations from now on. <laughs> Two no, for why would you do that? You already have Dick Gunfighter. <laughs> yeah, but that gets too much. You know, I don't want him to know I'm a celebrity. <laughs> Dick Gunfighter raises too many eyebrows. They're like, wait a minute, not, not the Dick Gunfighter. Exactly. <laughs> Question nine. The child actor who plays Billy Wicken is an exceptional actor for a kid his age. And I expect we're going to see him in many, many more projects after this show is over. Do you think he'll be this generation's Leonardo DiCaprio, or will he be more like this generation's Shia LaBeouf, who's also a good actor, but is terrible now? Well, you certainly hope it's the the, the former. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think this kid is good. There's a couple of moments in here where he's sitting uh, with Agnes and having that conversation back and forth. There's thoughts that are going on in his mind that he's showing you as this character, uh, that the character is thinking yes. and going through a process. And that's tough to do with adults, much less with a kid. I think you'll be this generation's Neil Patrick Harris. Hey, that's... Ooh, man, that's, lucky for him. That's a, yeah, that's a, like that's you a not a bad career. You go away for a while and people kind of forget about you, but you have a huge Broadway career, then you come back bigger and badder than ever. Yeah, you could do a lot worse. I, I got to say, I feel really bad for the other kid on this show because your eyes are immediately drawn to Wiccan because he's just such a superb little actor. And and the other kid, he you know he's just a kid actor, you know, like he's not yeah. very good. But at the same time, too, they're also either. they're also I giving Billy more stuff to do as well. Well, because that's more. on purpose because the Billy kid is a really good actor. I feel like they're gonna cast. I, I feel like within the next couple of years, they're gonna cast like a twenty-something Wiccan. He's gonna be twenty-something. He's gonna be playing a seventeen-year-old. He'll be in a couple of projects. Before you know it, this guy is age-appropriate to play Wiccan, and they're going to realize, like, man, we should have just held on because I feel like they might recast him with someone who's not as good as he is when he gets age-appropriate, but they can't wait. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, right. we've done that several times over, and with, uh, you know, we got Cassie Langs being recast as the girl who was uh, the girl from Freaky. She's really good. I like her a bunch, but we've recast, you know, that character like three, four times already. So, mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be like the the kids in the vacation movies. They just recast them every movie. Is <laughs> I like that idea. That's not rusty. <laughs> uh, I, I barely can even recognize the kids these days. Question 10. In the circus, we see a booth that says, Fool the Guesser. Are they just rubbing it in our faces at this point? I think this was such a wonderful touch. It's such a nice thing where... They are literally just giving you the middle finger. Yeah. And I, and, and I find it so enjoyable and so nice and like kind of like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep guessing. Keep I, guessing, I, jerks. I also like it if you look at the set design. Uh, sometimes like when they're in the town square, there's a store with a huge well-made sign above it that just says mops. Yeah. Like, like, I like the idea that they're, I don't know if they're having fun or if they're trying to say that, like, the person creating this world just is running out of ideas. But the idea that there's a store with, like, what looks like about a $1,200 sign that's huge over the top that says mops. I've never <laughs> been to a store that just sells mops. I like a store that has a very simple, just like, here's what we do. You want some of it? Come on I in. I do remember, I do remember, uh, I do remember Spatula City. <laughs> oh man i and remember when, stoner's pop palace which was false advertising in the simpsons 
<laughs> Question 11. I read this on Vulture, and I want to see what you guys think. It says WandaVision might be a meta commentary on the MCU's reliance on cliches. What say you? Well, here's the here's the issue is the might be because we're, we're not going to know until the show is over whether or not it is or not. And 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 don't get me wrong. I think that's a very fun idea for an article, like very fun. But you you're just guessing like we are like you don't know that. We won't know that till the end of the show. That feels like a Peter Verhoeven level commentary that like even he wouldn't admit that's what he was doing. But after a few years go by, you realize like making fun of the very people that are paying to see this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think that it'll ever be fessed up to, but it's kind of cool to think that at least somebody maybe has that idea. But at the same time, what I like about this theory is that you know, we've been in this superhero game as we know it in the modern era over 20 years at this point. And a lot of things, we're getting a lot of stories over and over and over again. Some of those from the same characters, many of those just another character, but kind of the same sort of deal. But, Go ahead. And one thing we've said about the MCU that makes it work is, yeah, this is a superhero movie, but it's really a Western. This is a superhero movie, but this is really a spy movie. This is a superhero movie, but it's really like a, a golden age Hollywood war movie. So they are kind of, you know, like how every episode of this, you can say this is the sitcom they're trying to parody or, you know, or at least the style of sitcom. But their movies do kind of do that. I mean, we've pointed it out and we, we usually point it out as a positive, not a negative. But I think it's kind of interesting to at least use this as a conversation piece for that. Yeah, and I think that those things should be looked at. And, uh, you know, if, if ever you find yourself working on a project and you and you have to ask yourself, is what I'm doing cliche? It might be. There's a good chance that it might be, and you might need to step back and take a look at it and see what you can do to perhaps make it not that. And there's, there's like this weird thing where, like, as long as, as long as you make it clear that you're aware of what you're doing, it's absolutely okay to do that versus where you try to package it like it's an original concept, then you get heat for it. Like, like it's so weird, but it's the way something is packaged and presented can make the same thing look very different. Yeah. It's like the difference between Tarantino being an homage to all the stuff he rips off and George Lucas ripping stuff off and acting like it was not an homage. A, a better, uh, I, I, th that's pretty good, but I think a better version of that is saying is what we talked about earlier this is the difference between modern family and the office i mean yeah where you know like they if you're just looking at surface level stuff it looks like it's the same show when it is so so not yeah Dear One Division 30 questions, how dare you talk so much smack about Modern Family this week? Look, Modern Family's a f it's it's fine. It's a I've fine never seen show. It, so I can't talk. I smack. can't either. That's why I like uh, kind of And I totally jabs. get I can totally get where your sensibility is you're more aimed towards Modern Family because it's a bit of a prettier show than The Office, but The Office is so unbelievably deep. And Modern Family is just kind of funny. I mean, and it took me so long to let myself watch The Office because Man, I don't want to be that guy, but I loved the uh, Ricky Gervais BBC office mm -hmm. so much that the first couple of times I tried watching the American version, it just fell flat with me. But then, you know, you let time go by and you go back and you watch it. Now I can enjoy it. 
Yeah, you got to get out of the first season. Yeah, first season and a half. Once you're past that, they kind of realize like, oh, Parks and Rec was kind of the same way too. After that first season of Parks and Rec, then they just go, oh, we know what we're doing now. But but also, I I literally finished the last episode of The British Office on Netflix and went straight to what would have been probably Hulu at the time and watched the first episode of The Office. And you need a little cool down period. That'll ruin you. for sure, yes. Yeah. Question 12. 12, when Wanda reaches into the fridge to grab the almond milk, there is a Walmart brand fruit juice behind it. Is the most unrealistic part of this show that Wanda envisioned shop for groceries at Walmart? I think it's what rich Hollywood people do when they want to try to seem relatable. Oh, let's put Walmart in the fridge. What cop, what seemed like a, an absolute disgrace to me is at some point in time, there was a can of Sanka in the fridge. Oh yeah. And you don't put Sanka in the fridge. First off, you shouldn't be having Sanka in your house, but if you're a Sanka lover, you know, you don't put Sanka in the fridge. Do you? Well, no, you do. You do put it in the fridge. If yes. it's something that you're not drinking a lot and you want to keep it fresh for a long time, fridge yes. is where Sanka you would throw is that. instant coffee. It's powder that you put in water and stir up. Oh, um, really? You guys That's don't what know what Sanka, Sanka is? is? Yes. No, it's like I, Folgers crystals, drank. but Sanka was Folgers crystals before Folgers crystals existed. I just know that that's what we, that's what we always did with like my grandparents crap. Cause it was mostly like decaf coffee and just junk that you wouldn't want to do. So you end up putting that in the fridge. Cause it's like, they're only here like two or three times a year. So just put that in the, in the fridge. Now I would, what I'd want to talk about, and I, I agree with you. I, I think it's funny that the, uh, the Walmart brand, you know, juice is in there and everything, but I have been to a couple of homes of, of rather wealthy people. And the thing that would surprise you is that they all have at least one, one or two more uh, Walmart products in there. I don't know why, but it's I've seen just it. convenient. I've seen it happen, so it's it's not completely out of the. Uh, but I, I want to talk about this though. We see it earlier in the first uh, Pietro episode, but in that fridge as well, they have cane soda, K A N E. Now, I. I looked up on the internet. That's not a real thing. There's a Cane's soda, but that is not what this is. Uh, is that something that's kind of been sneaking around in the background here and we don't know? Or I mean, unless they're talking about one of the Peter Parker clones, Kane, who was Scarlet Spider for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it would be, and that would be a weird one to put in there. But if it's going to tie into the weird multidimensional Spider-Man movie coming out, maybe that is. It's a, just interesting because they have, you know, they have your regular like Florida's natural, uh, like OJ in there. Uh, things that people know, like the Sanka. It's, it's from Maxwell House, so you know it's there. Ginger Ale as well. But this is one that they specifically designed for this. So I, I just scratch my head. <laughs> Do you think maybe they couldn't get RC Cola to pony up for product placement so they didn't make up their own? <laughs> Good old RC Cola. <laughs> uh, but I, I like how, uh, you know, that it goes from almond milk to the, like the regular milk and then all the way back to the, uh, to the fifties, uh, jug of, or, uh, you know, glass, glass bottle of milk and everything like that. I thought that was really cool. And I want some sugar snaps cookies Why not, or, uh, some breakfast cereal rather. <laughs> Why not? 13. Uh, let's talk drugs. We get an ad featuring an antidepressant called Nexus. Bruce, what can you tell us about Nexus? Cause, uh, I think that I don't think some- it's a real drug. What? But Nexus is uh is like Wanda is a Nexus, Nexus being. The is Nexus that right? of all realities. I mean, it, it all starts with Howard the Duck and Swamp Thing. So yeah, take take that with a grain of salt. But Howard the Duck travels from the Duck Universe to uh, the Marvel Six One Six via oh the Nexus of all realities, 
and the guardian on Earth 616 of the nexus of all realities is Man-Thing. I might have said Swamp Thing before, but it's Man-Thing, of course, at at, uh, Marvel. So what you're saying is... Man-Thing and Howard the Duck uh, relate back to the nexus of all realities, but the idea is the nexus of all realities is a place where one can travel through a multiverse. And then there's also the concept of individuals who are a nexus. And what that means is, uh, you know, like let's let's use the DC multiverse as a point of reference. You know, Superman on Earth 2 is different from Superman on Earth 1 because on Earth 2 you get like the Golden Age Green Lantern, uh, the Golden Age Superman on Earth 1, you got the Silver Age. But if you're a nexus, uh, like Wanda is a nexus in the comics, which means you are exactly identical in every reality. Like the reality of you from the Ultimate Universe is supposed to be identical to the one in the 616. Even though it wasn't, they claim she's a nexus. But that's what it means with the nexus is you are exactly the same in every dimension, universe, whatever you want to call it. You lost me and then you got me back at the end, Leslie. (laughs) I like to think there's another dimension where there's a successful Adam out there. It might be this dimension if things go right. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> or what might be really scary is in all the other dimensions, they think that's you. <laughs> They're like, that's the successful guy. You're like, what's <laughs> wrong like, with you? You kicking your ass. Come look at us. <laughs> you got a good pal. <laughs> that makes sense. 14. Or, uh, yeah, 14. Yeah. Who was the voice from beyond the camera? So we actually have the perfect person on this podcast because Adam was able to suss out who that was the first time when you heard it over the 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 radio speaker that that was actually agent Wu who was speaking to her so adam are you able to pick up whose voice that is uh, bruce i love you and i had this exact same question when i watched the show and i had this thought and then the internet did all the work for me which i'm like thank you internet i love you uh that's agnes agnes or agnes's voice actually pitched down the internet did it okay, for me they reverse engineered sound- it and it is absolutely her it didn't sound like her voice. That's why, you know, because later we get the reveal where we see her sitting behind the camera. But I really felt like that wasn't her voice. But if they did some pitch on it, then that makes sense. They just pitched it up and sure shooting it is her. 15. 15. As Kat Denning is explaining to Vision his entire history in the funnel cake van, how many times do you think the Vision yelled out, what? <laughs> I, I think after the fourth time, you get like numb to it. And even though you're thinking it, you quit saying it. So I'm going to say four. Yeah. And he's like, uh, what now? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What, my, uh, my robot brain hurts, but I'm sure that I'm sure the first couple of times when he did exclaim what, like the, the van swerved a little bit. Cause Darcy got scared just a touch. Oh, oh, oh. no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just try to just slow it down here. I'm about to have a wreck here in uh, in Westville, you jerk. Because when you think about Vision in the MCU, like a, a whole lot has happened to that guy. <laughs> like even and like just from birth. Like oh, and then at the last second, Thor came in and hit you. Your 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 un uh, uh, not alive robot body yet with lightning, and that woke you up. What? <laughs> I mean, it's like there's like a million different things, and then and then and then and you, like the vision, just like it, what, what? And what? also, you know, I've seen all those movies. Darcy wasn't in most of those scenes, so like, where's she getting her information? Is she secretly a watcher? It's ooh, I kind of like that. I like her sitting <laughs> up with ooh too, and just going like, hey, uh, what do you think about this? 
Oh, man, that's where they're going with this. That'd be amazing. I, I just think that um, I, I love the idea of him not knowing anything and really just being told all of this stuff going. But he's so, he's so calm with it for the most part. But he, at the same time, too, he can still use the word corporeal form. And I'm like, good on you, Vision. <laughs> You're I not- would love for somebody to like go back and edit a bunch of key scenes from the MCU involving Vision, and then like in a doorway, you just see Cat Denning sneak one eye around and watch, and then go back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like an M Night Shyamalan type reveal at the end of the thing. She was there all along. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, question sixteen. Uh, this one comes to us from our friend uh, you, uh, you, Youngs, Houston, uh, and Daryl. Younce, Daryl. That's right. That's I, I, they're, they're from some place that pronounces uh, you guys weird. <laughs> How closely related do you think this show is to uh, Marvel's House of M? I know there's some differences, but also some similarities. And I think this we've sort of touched on this a little bit before, but as this kind of goes on, I think it's worth uh, revisiting. I think like it's related enough because because they do this with uh, the MCU in general is they put enough there so you know that they are familiar with the source material, but at the same time, they're telling their own story. And I think this is going to follow the same trajectory that a lot of stuff they've done is. Like, like they want just enough there so they let you know they're not goyering this thing, yeah. that they know what they're talking about, but they still want to tell their own story. You know, one of the things, and I, I know this has been trod upon to death, but one of the things that Marvel really does well is that they get the spirit of the story without going word for word with story, and they really seem to be doing a good job here. And there, there's some stuff from the comics that, let's just say, is not the right decision necessarily. Right. Like, right. they definitely changed a lot of Hank Pym for for reasons that make it more palatable to the MCU. Yeah, also, I don't yeah, I, I really don't want to see Michael Douglas beating up Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Well, first <laughs> off, he she could take him in a heartbeat. But anyway, I I saw her performance as Catwoman. She's got it going on. Yeah. But uh also House of M has a lot of problems with with uh Wanda not having agency and be, appearing weak and fragile and manipulate. And I don't, I don't think they're going to deal with those. No. Like I said, probably pretty early on, my theory is like an inverted house of M. And I think that's more likely, but there's going to be enough there to let us know they're familiar with it and they know it. And they're making these changes intentionally. And it's not just ignorance guiding their hand. Yes. Yeah, spirit of, if not whole cloth, which is great. And that, that was one of the good parts about preacher was like, it, it was a lot of the same kind of stuff, same sort of feel, but different enough to where, you know, you didn't feel like, Oh, I already know all of this stuff. You still it's had enough like, new things they, to learn. Why did they have to change tulip so much and make her illiterate? I never understood <laughs> that. What is 17? No comment. <laughs> what did you think of the effects around Monica as she walked through the barrier this time? Ah, oh, man, I hate I, I I hate everything about what's happening here because it's one of those things where uh, we need to get her superpower somehow. Let's just throw it throw it to her like this. Like it doesn't feel thought out or like well like I, I I'm not a fan. Let's, I'll just leave it at that. It felt like the to me it felt like the most legends of tomorrow thing i've ever yes. seen in the mcu perfect thank you <laughs> and yes. i like i really like legends of tomorrow but it's it's kind of like you know if you're sitting down to uh if you're sitting down to watch the the movie the wrestler and instead suddenly there's a scene where they show hulk hogan wrestling against mr t you know even though you might love to watch that it's just not the right tone for that movie you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying 
Yep, perfect. And it kind of had a little feel like that. Perfect. And if anybody wants to send me that edit, I'll I'll uh, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rourke versus Mr. T versus Hulk Hogan. That's Thunderlips. Somebody's reading my diaries over here. Uh, yeah, I, I think her, I thought, I thought it was fine. Uh, I think it looks kind of cool. I liked, um, I liked the, the, her eyes at the end of it and everything really giving us that kind of photony look that you've seen from, from the books and whatnot. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it was cool. I, I like also the audio cues from Captain Marvel and stuff like that. I feel that that at least brings somewhat of an emotional, uh, resonance to what she's doing here. And I think the way that the reason that I give this a little bit of a, a little bit of a pass is because I I feel like that's kind of who they're setting her up to be is that person who just goes in headlong doesn't really think about uh, you know consequences be damned she's rolling in on this one no matter what and that's that's kind of the vibe that I get and I guess that's why I let it go it it really uh, and you know. Like I said, I like a lot of the stuff it reminded me of, but we've never seen anything like this that I can recall in the MCU. Makes sense. 18. Wouldn't you be pissed if you were Major Goodman? Hey, I got you that Lunar Rover you asked for, Monica. Then Lady Rambo destroys it within 10 seconds, only to get out of the thing and walk through the hex field by herself. Hey, you know how many forms I had to fill out to get that thing? You'd be pissed, right? There's so many people involved with this big giant organization that they come in and this peop- this group has set up camp outside of the outside of the field and everything and this giant truck that let's just let's call it a million dollars rolls up in here and you're like really you could have just if you were going to do that you could have just walked through it man come on I feel like I've done this to myself before I feel like I've ordered a bunch of gear to try to do something. I set it up. I can't get it to work quite right, and I do it exactly the way I did it before I ordered the gear, only with like 600 bucks less in my checking account. Feel you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I know that experience far too well. 19. Monica can now see energy. She knows something is different. Is she going to be the one who ends up saving the day in all of this? Because it feels like that's what they're setting her up for. I don't think she's going to save the day. I think she's going to help save the day. But you don't have a show called WandaVision and then not have Wanda have the agency to save herself. So I think that she's going to be a linchpin, but not the thing that saves it. I I kind of think a little bit differently than you on this, Sean. I think that secretly the title is WandaVision, but this is secretly like the backdoor pilot to the Monica Rambeau universe. Mm-hmm. Like I think in the end we're going to realize, oh, this is like, you know, the movie Kick-Ass is actually not very much about Kick-Ass. And, and the comic Kick-Ass, not that much about Kick-Ass. I think this might be like that. I mean, if you, you know, when it's all said and done and you go and look back, you're going to realize, whoa, this was Monica's story. This wasn't Wanda and Vision's story. I think we go a little bit above and beyond just that. I think that this whole series may be kind of that, sorry for the term because it's it's correct but is the nexus of where like this next level of uh marvel stuff is starting i think there's going to be so many things that uh branch out from this show that we're gonna in in like five years we're gonna be like oh man can you believe that it all started way back here in wandavision and and it's kind of like you know if they had made a show and it was called what photon pulsar spectrum captain marvel 2 uh monica rambo people aren't going to necessarily be as eager to tune it. Like you can't sell the product as well. If you name it, Monica's story, 
well, you can't you're, name it one. Monica's story. <laughs> and you're right. You're right about that. But, you know, the thing about Marvel is that you can basically set your watch to two things. One is that there's going to be a ticking clock somewhere in the script of any movie or television show that you're watching. And that there's going to be uh, new characters introduced so that later on that that's going to pay off in a different way. And it's happened every single movie uh, with the exception of the first one, maybe no, no, even the first one has that uh, the, the first Iron Man. So like it's, it's the secret sauce to the success of these movies is that you're going to introduce new characters within the universe with this other thing that you already know. So that it isn't weird that, Oh, now there's going to be a thing with Monica. Well, we know her. She's great. Like that kind of thing. I mean, the idea of this books, comic books have been doing that all along. Uh, Like dark sides. First appearance was in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number one thirty four. That is not surprising to me at all because comic books are so weird with that, where like you learn like where Moon Knight comes from, you like where you're just like werewolf by night. What? (laughs) Exactly. And it's just how it works, man. Yeah. That's how it's working here. Question 20. Do you think the rabbit might be Mephisto? Well, his name is uh, uh, Senior Scratchy. So yes. uh, Scratch, nickname for the devil, Mephisto, yep. another name for oh, the devil. Oh, wow. I and didn't put that together. Yesterday, my daughter hasn't seen any of WandaVision until yesterday, and she sat down and binged all seven episodes. And rewatching, I realized, man, that rabbit is there the whole time. Huh. Yeah, and I've I've heard other things of saying, and I don't know if I'm getting the words right because it don't come after me, you know, crazy people. But like that's like maybe her familiar uh, the cat the yeah, cat thing, cat but in, in, in bunny form. Hmm. So that's that's another one that's come so up. So if the if the cat grows to like the size of a horse, I mean, if the rabbit grows to like the size of a horse, then we know it's definitely her familiar. Listen, if this show is going to put any Bert I Gordon stuff in there, I'm all about it. <laughs> You know, I want it to happen. Some food of the gods, all that kind of garbage. I'm Put it in like there. Celery stalks at midnight level with this. I uh, love. Rabbit. Just make it happen. Make give me a giant bunny rabbit. I want to see it. Twenty one. Twenty one. Uh, I did not think that this would make the list, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> I have, do you think? Do you think the reason why Vision is mistaken for a clown is because he's dead inside, like all practicing clowns? I, I, I chose this question to make the cut because I, I just wanted to dunk on clowns for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Poor clowns. Get no respect. We had we had a guy in elementary school. I don't know what his job was outside, and it may have been just clown. But he would, like, from elementary school to at least middle school, this guy would come around with his clown wares, you know? He, that little, uh, that little plank thing that you balance on the little, uh, the little sphere yeah. deal with. He had that stuff going on. He taught you how to do miming crap. I don't know why they were, like, training us all for the circus or something, but there seemed to be a lot of that going on, like, you know, in the early 90s. How much do you think a full time clown pulls down in a year? In 2021? <laughs> Yeah, uh, take home, not gross. Let's, take home. let's call it 2019. I'm going to take COVID out of the equation. 2019, I'm going to say uh, a working clown. Uh, yeah, we're not talking bozo level. We're talking about just your your run of the mill uh, road dog clown. Your road, road your road your road dog clown that's doing enough <laughs> and and that is his job as clown. I'm saying he's pulling down 27k. 
Who do yeah. you think was the the richest clown ever, Ronald McDonald or Bozo? No, it's definitely it. Well, Ronald McDonald doesn't have his own agency. It would be Bozo, but it's that guy that is considered the most amazing clown of all time. That was like the headliner for Ringling Brothers. Like it's the one that's the super acrobatic clown guy. I can't even remember his name, like Rollo or something like that. That dude, because he was making at least six figures because it was such a big deal. Now, now six figures is nice. Six figures is really nice. I mean, I understand. Don't, I don't want to sound crass, but I don't know that I'm willing to spend my life as a clown for less than a million bucks a year. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. This might be a and little, it's not because I'm so wealthy. I would be turning my well, back. That on goes me. back to the dead inside part of my question. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think you nailed it, Sean done in one. I I'll say this though. I think the one who tangentially got there, got the richest, perhaps not solely by clowning, but Willard Scott was the first Ronald oh, McDonald. Oh, there you go. And Willard, Willard Scott, Scott got to the highest of heights. So you I would, did it. I'd say that you would did be it. it. Yeah, yeah. He definitely made, he might've made it to eight figures, man. He he's a bankable talent. Yes, he is pulling in some of that smuckers money. You know, it gotta That's be good right. boy. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Wishing hundred year old ladies. Happy birthday. It's, it's a crime that Bozo never got Oprah money though. I mean, they were in the same market, same uh, parents station, both in syndication. Everybody talks about Bozo, but you know who, who was the unsung hero on that show? Cookie. If you say Cookie, oh, I love smack you in the head. I, I love cookie. cookie with his sad, sad face, his balding head, a bald head clown that is just looks. He's so put upon. I I love Cookie so much. He's terrible. Do you guys remember when we were doing the second half of Umbrella Academy, and I went on for what feels like an hour and a half about the monkey program <laughs> with NASA? That's what's happening right now with the clowns in Chicago. It's oh. fun though. I, I do not like Cookie. Cookie's one of the worst sidekicks ever. He's it right is, there with Billy from John Boy and Billy. It is weird that they all came out of Chicago, though. He's not <laughs> wrong. Went, what a dig. <laughs> Take that, Billy. <laughs> Billy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you can't listen to that show more than twice and say, I wouldn't have been a better sidekick than Billy. Oh, I don't. well, it, Billy's got better uh, voices than you do. I can definitely say that one. What? <laughs> 22. <laughs> Dottie, we haven't forgotten about Dolly. We see Dolly with some yellow flowers this episode, and the internet is now sure that that means she is Arcana Jones. Do you guys know anything about Arcana Jones and the Squadron Supreme? Does any of this add up? I know a lot about the Squadron Supreme. I don't see him fitting into this story, man. But that doesn't mean it couldn't be true, but Dottie will probably be significant. I don't know that I think it's Arcana Jones. She yeah, never, I don't know anything about Arcana Jones, and I definitely don't know Dottie. Dolly? What's her name? Dottie. Dottie. Her name's Dottie. Who was Dottie? She was the blonde lady that was running the whole... She's uh, the step oh, for right, wife. right, 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 right. Got the blood um, on her hand. Uh, you know, when you bring up Squadron Supreme, the very first thing that I think of is that, like, does Marvel want to open that can up? Because that's yeah. basically them dunking on DC. And that's punching down for them at this point. I can't imagine that they're going to do something like that. I, but, yeah, you know, I, if it gives us the wizard once again, and they bring in the same actor up for it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that that's who she is, but she does make a very interesting entrance into this episode where she doesn't necessarily need to be. If you didn't cut, have that cutaway to her, you know, you know, messing with the flowers and stuff like that, it wouldn't have made the. Uh, the scene any different really 
So it tells me I, that there's got to be something going on there. I just don't see what Arcana Jones brings to this story. It, it just doesn't seem like it fits. But if I'm wrong, I'll be happy to be wrong. I just don't see it. That's, it's that's so funny. Step- this sh- this show has really just shown like a like a stage light on things that I don't like in comic books, <laughs> like where like I don't know who any of these people are. Like like it's been brought up like there's going to be more questions coming up where I'm like I have no idea what that thing is, and I've been reading comic books for you know 25 years. It, yeah, I think that. she works better as maybe like an old. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe like an older version of Emma Frost or even one of the Stepford Cuckoos since she has that Stepford Wives quality. You, you know, know, there's just a lot of possibilities. I just want you know, I feel like there's somewhere in the next two episodes, I wouldn't be a thousand percent surprised if she, you know, just, you know, rips the house closed and there's like a, you know, a jumpsuit on underneath and she's like, I'm so-and-so and I'm here to blah, blah, blah. I'm Moonglow. Which is Arcana Jones's uh, one of her aliases? Oh, I, I'm Firestorm, one of Spider-Man's amazing friends. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> how you have to say it too. That would be cool. Twenty-three, Bruce. Do you think that the tome in Agatha's basement might be the Darkhold? Because I can't see what else it would be. Uh, let me look at my notes here because somebody wrote something down that I uh, that I picked up. Somebody said the Book of Cogliostro. Does that make any? Uh, yeah, that's kind of. I thought maybe those are kind of the same thing, but I could be wrong. And people, there. and and so they, there's the uh, connection has been made that when you look at the uh, the wall of books there in Doctor Strange, there is a book missing, and this book looks similar to how those books looked up there. So maybe we know Doctor Strange is around the corner in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, I thought that the. The Darkhold was the only significant magic book, but that was a good pull there with the Cagliostro. So, oh man, I pulled my Cagliostro when I was playing tennis once. <laughs> you can actually hear it snap. Ah, well, it's no good. Twenty what four? Four. Could Vision pick up Thor's hammer now, like he did in Age of Ultron? Well, man, I hate to be that guy, but are we talking about Mjolnir? Because Mjolnir was destroyed, and he got that new hammer that Peter Dinklage made. Suck it. You just you just got schooled. <laughs> well, first of all, that hammer comes back because they get the one from the alternate universe. But don't they have to return it to maintain the timeline? They they don't they they don't say explicitly that they return it. But let's say let's just for the sake of the argument say that it does. It's still here in this reality. Okay, so we're we're talking Mjolnir. I think yeah, yeah sure. Why not? I see. I disagree because I don't think that Vision is truly vision at this point it may just be his memories that's, that are banging around and that's the point of the question it's basically we're asking is this is this vision is this our vision and and the other part to this is that if they're going to keep him they're going to flip him into the white vision and and i i i i don't want that i think he's still worthy i think everything he's doing here shows him being worthy you know that's the whole idea with the hammer is he hmm. was you know yeah, yeah. he was pure of heart pure of soul worthy whatever worthy means maybe like pure according, of con- according of to a being. lot of the comics worthy just means believing you're worthy you know hmm. like dr doom could pick it up even though he's not really worthy or something like that just because hmm. he thinks he is so i i don't know but i say who knows man it's it just depends on who's writing who's writing that day the secret is want. is it was inside you all along <laughs> Pretty much what it, right? Sure. 
25. Do you guys think Marvel is laying the groundwork for Young Justice, and is that going to eventually be our new Avengers, or maybe like the MCU's version of the West Coast Avengers, something like that? Oh, Young I Justice. Young Justice is an awesome DC property, but I don't think Marvel's going to go with that. I, did I get the wrong title? I think you meant Young Avengers. Young no, Avengers. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that's what you meant, but also I thought maybe you meant like their take on Young Justice. Young Avengers. I'm so uh, silly me. Yeah, man, that's what I know. Seems, we know what you meant. Everybody seems to think uh, that Young Avengers is something they look like they're building to, man. I mean, you can't bring in Wiccan without people thinking that. Also, they've been kind of like one of the Russos was interviewed on like Sirius Radio or something. They asked him about, will we ever have an LGBTQ superhero? And he said, Kevin Feige is going to make a big announcement about that in the next couple of years. So people think that Wiccan is going to be that character. Uh, you know, Wiccan and Hulkling, famous romantic relationship in the Young Avengers comics. So a lot of people think that's the way it's going to go, and that's why I think they're going to recast this kid for someone a little bit older. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty safe call there, Adam. But but also, I, there's nothing keeping them from just having the West Coast Avengers either if they wanted to do that. So they could do both in the I new thought, Avengers. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't West Coast Avengers – sort of the team where it's the the uh it's the villains that have been rehabilitated isn't that what that is in the beginning well wanda and vision are part of the west coast avengers and vision did start as a villain wanda did start as a villain she's part of the brotherhood of evil mutants so right yeah that might have been the case uh, hawkeye started as hawkeye. a brief villain yeah, a lot of them. I never even thought of it that way, but yeah, I think that might and be so, kind of the point. And we got we got Kate Bishop that's coming up here. Uh, yeah, she's gonna she's a Young Avengers lineup. Kate you could Bishop, take away your uh, and speed. We've got three. They could always and you know like just because they have a team called the Young Avengers, I don't expect them to be comic book accurate. Like they nor should give they us, be right. And they didn't give us the comic book accurate first incarnation of the Avengers either. Um, so yeah, they've got enough of a core here with, uh, Kate Bishop, Wiccan and speed, and but also, even if they don't, and, and you know, there's talk about, uh, they're going to do a Kamala Khan TV show. So she would be a good fit, even though she was one of the new warriors or whatever. She was not that I know of ever part of the young Avengers, at least not that first storyline, but she'd be a good addition. Uh, they're going to bring in a Riri Williams. That's where I was going to go. Addition. Yeah, yeah, we got, got enough there coming to, in there. So, and, and honestly, you really need four to have a good central core. And if you count yeah. Wiccan and Speed as one, the way Super Friends always counted Batman and Robin as one character, you got enough there to, to make a team. Yeah. Who's to say? 26. Are you glad we finally got a mid credit scene? I am. You know, it was nice to have it. The sad it, it, thing is I didn't see it the first, like I was getting up ready to walk away and then boom, it kicks on because they haven't had any so far. I, I wonder how many people didn't bother to, because they've always had like seven minutes of credits and it's a pain to sit through with nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the funny thing is too, is that like I, I'd heard that there, I wasn't told what it was, but that there was one there. And had I not heard that this probably would have been the week that I would have just been like, you know what? It hadn't been that for seven weeks in a row. No reason it's going to be that this week. And then just and stop right there. So I'm glad and, somebody at least gave a heads and, up. I'm not out of bounds spoiling Mandalorian season two at this point, am I? Uh, they've got their warning at this point. So if you haven't, turn okay, it off. Well, I mean, on Twitter, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I think, is who said there's going to be a, a, a someone show up that is on par with uh, Luke Skywalker showing up in The Mandalorian. 
And as far as I can tell, that person hasn't shown up yet. So when I saw a mid-credits scene, I thought maybe this was going to be it. But if nothing else, it's going to have us sitting through the credits for the next two episodes. Yeah, that said, like, okay, with with that in mind, something that would shake everybody and just go and give you that level of uh, that we got with the Skywalker that made you go like, oh, snap, here it comes. Obviously, the 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 answer that we could point to that that seems the most obvious down the road is Benedict Cumberbatch coming in as Doctor Strange because this does dovetail into next and, movie. That said, know, though, uh, it's, that, that it's is pronounced not, ducktail into yeah, the next movie. Yeah, that, <laughs> woo! That, that is not Luke's. Come on, Doctor Strange. Uh, that's okay, and not, not even Skywalker. remotely close. Well, okay, if you'd let me finish my thought, you assholes. I said, so that seems obvious, though, so I don't feel like that would be the answer at that point. That's what would make me think that, a you know, as we've guessed previously, perhaps that's not it, and maybe that is gone by this episode, but that's what would make me think Reed Richards would be, like, you know, as far as the aerospace, that would be the one that would make everybody go, like, oh, my God, this is already a thing. And you know who would not drop any jaws? Blue Marvel. (laughs) Blue Marvel would... Uh, Doctor Doom would also be good. Send everybody to Google to say who's this. I, I, I am going to, uh, I am going to blow your minds here. I think, or you're going to be like, yeah, we talked about that already. It's going to be one (laughs) or the other. What if, what if the bubble continues out further? The Wanda's Wanda's hex bubble continues out further, and 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 it hits Agent Wu, and Agent Wu turns into John Krasinski. Oh, man. Gee, non sequitur here. Agent Wu, I found out, has been in comics since 1956. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, didn't know that. But, been around. Um, here's, here's what I think would be as big as the Mark Hamill reveal, and that would be a uh, computer de-aged Ian McKellen coming in as a, as Magneto. Um, that, would not give, that would not give me the same, the same level of, like, I have immediately got to watch this again. Like I, I think, it, it I think Magneto. Same. I think Magneto is the biggest possible reveal. Showing I think up and saying, "Wanda, I'm your father." I agree. I agree with you as far as that uh, the character. Yes, if it's Michael Fassbender, you got me on board. Michael Fassbender is who I think would be better at it, but I think that the jaw drop comes by bringing in you know a CGI young Ian Mc, not young, but CGI 1999. Well, I'll tell you why I don't McKellen. want that, because not for nothing, the CGI and the Mandalorian for young Luke look like ass. Yeah, yeah. so if you're going to go one-to-one, this one needs to look that way, too. It needs to look as horrible <laughs> as they did on that one. Good job! Sounds like that you've baked that into the response. Well, come on, which do people talk more about? Something that looks awesome or something that they can complain about? Well, I mean... it's generate buzz, it is the internet. just a little off. You know... <laughs> Uh, boo boo 27. After this is over, is there any way Wanda is just allowed to live her life? I think that's what she's trying to do in this show. <laughs> Sadly. I think, yeah. I think the only way she can just live her life is like that twilight zone episode with the super powerful kid that can do whatever he wants. Cause people are afraid of him. I think that's the closest she'll ever be after this. Yeah. It, uh, uh, the sweet release of death may be the only thing that gives her respite. Ooh, that's a lot of like fancy words. Mm. I I don't know that she can be normal at this point. There's too much crap that's gone on, and like, man, yeah. let, let's let's be honest. You were it's, born it's and hit every as, limb on the way down, as far as circumstances are concerned. As normal as any extra dimensional witch married to a dead robot can be. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you're not exactly going down to the piggly wiggly. I, mean, I, to... I like the idea that they showed her disconnect from humanity when they said, so we've all been there. We've all created a magical barrier that got larger than we intended or something to that effect. Yes. Now, at the same time, too, she did use the, the word we involved in all of that, which was, uh, again, I don't think there are any mistakes in this show. Not as far as like things like that. I don't. You know, the she's got us locked up in here that we, you know, heard from Norm a couple of weeks back. And we assumed in there, we we're like, mm, that she didn't say Wanda, she said she. Yeah. Of course, we realize yep. that now that that's Agnes, uh, or at least I, I, I would assume that he would know that. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong. 28. Let's, 28. This one comes to us from uh, Corey D. Since we now know that Agatha Harkness is somehow controlling Wanda, my guess for the big old surprise ending in Episode 9 will be that Doctor Strange is going to show up and take control of the situation. After all, he is the Sorcerer Supreme. And like I said, I feel like that's an obvious answer, but um, is it, it is the one that makes the most sense. And now, something that, that Sean touched on a few weeks ago is in this show there is no way that a man can come in and save Wanda. No, no, no. I think, I, I believe you're absolutely correct. It will be a, like, and this is, to me, how this show has to work, is there needs to be some sort of uh, resolution. Wanda's kind of story needs, her arc needs to finish up. And if that point, you know, the on-your-left kind of thing where it pops open and then Strange comes out and goes, oh, no, this is only the beginning, and then they he swoops her away to whatever happens in Multiverse of Madness, yeah, it, that would be it. But not. I don't think he be, can save her, no. Yeah, Doctor Strange can't pop in and say, come with me if you want to live. He's got to pop in and say, Wanda, you're my only hope. Yes, yeah, something like that that would that would bring it, along. It, you know, he he did say show up to take control of the situation. I think it's going to have to be the the opposite of that, where he's like, "I need help, and you're the only one powerful enough to yes. help me in this." And now, and yes. now I can finally talk to you because you, you're over whatever the hell was going on in this show. I mean, maybe she rescues him from uh, Agatha. For all we know, maybe Agatha's got him trapped somehow. At the same time, too, though, I think a lot of people, especially after this ending and everything, will go ahead and just assume Agatha is the big bad, but uh, perhaps there's, knowing what we know about comic book history and stuff, perhaps she is, perhaps she's not, though. I hope it's uh, Obadiah Stane. I hope Jeff Bridges comes back. Oh, man. Man. Best actor, worst big bad. You put a magic girl in a thing. (laughs) 29, Bruce, speaking of which. Do you think episode eight will be a flashback explaining what Agatha's deal is, kind of the way four was with Monica? I this seems to be the internet's uh, big take on this. Is everyone thinks, and I think it's a great, I think it's a great question. I think it's a great option for them to really give us that backstory. And again, it is very much in line with sitcoms that have that, like you remember back when kind of episodes. So it, it yeah. fits the mold. I, I'm I'm a little concerned. Uh, concerned is a very strong word, but I think that uh, you know there tends to be uh, this this uh, uh, tendency for um, a, a TV show like this, where the 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 second to last episode is the is actually the big episode, and then everything wraps up in the last episode. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, like it would be really great if that didn't happen this time, because I, I I like the idea of what we're talking about here. I would love to I would love to see well one as much Catherine Hahn as I can possibly watch. She's, she's just killing just, it, man. She's just so great. So more more Catherine Hahn, please. But my fear is 
we're going to get way more plot than than we've gotten from the show in this second to last episode and then wrap things up all nice in a bow with your with your big twister at the end of hey everybody let's let's go to Doctor Strange next like that kind of thing. Yeah. What, and and so I, I'm hoping that this is right. I'm I'm hoping that we are going to get Catherine Hahn for an entire episode and just watch her be wonderful. I would love that to be the case. And they gave us a little montage that shows us her actions, but we still have zero clue on her motivations. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's where that episode really could come into play is having that background of like, hey, how did, how did we get here? Well, I'll tell you how we got here and you can still go back and forth in between the two. I'm not saying that it's got to go straight back to the Salem witch trials yeah, or it, anything like that, but you know, but it'd be great if it did. Oh, oh Agatha, I'm not, mm. uh, Agatha, you know, uh, Agnes, Agatha, Catherine Hahn, always been a lovely lady, but then when she admitted she killed the dog, she, she went straight to hot territory there. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, <laughs> Hello. Yikes! That's as Bruce Yikes. as you get, boys. And I girls. do not condone. I do not condone. <laughs> yeah, eh, Sparky and, wasn't real. Sean and, and I love our animals. We do. Oh boy, I do. So you know, Bruce. Question thirty. <laughs> While I admit I am not a huge fan of this show, I I can see that it is layered and expertly done, and in, in showing that yet again, Marvel is flexing on all other comic book properties to show what they can do, but. I don't see myself revisiting this anytime soon. Do you see yourself rewatching this show a year from now? I think I, so, only because uh, of know. the leading, the stuff that it's going to lead up to. And again, I, I think this is going to be one that we will be able to watch back and look at all those points and go, oh, look, 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 look. They just set up all the pins there and we didn't even realize we were bowling. Depending on how the next two episodes go, uh, It'll be yet to be determined, but I'm predicting they're going to go in such a fashion that it warrants at least one more watch through to see, you know, like all this stuff that was there all along. Oh, like and I'll, rabbit, def- for example. I'll definitely say uh, before uh, I watched the last episode, before I watch episode nine of this season, I'll go back and watch everything right on up to it. Like, like just one shot, one shot, everything. Hmm. I, I think if I do do a rewatch, I'd probably skip ahead to like three or four. And I watch, and I watch most of the, I, all of our 30 questions show. I watch a bare minimum of twice before we start talking about them. So I, I, my guess is I'll, I'll go back for one big swoop before that one. And then maybe one more, once we start seeing a lot of those uh, dominoes fall into place and all the yeah, Cause stories I think it's going to be the kind of show that's going to have an untying of the knot. So once you see how the knot's untied, you want to go back in and try again. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what, like, you know, the sixth sense is good for at least two watchings. So you eh. can go back and go, oh, all right. I, debatable. You know. Debatable. I think that it. You're you a stir of echoes guy. I got it. But, but I mean, you think, you think <laughs> it's, you think you want to go see it that second time, but when you know where it's going, it's suddenly just not that interesting. It's right. way more interesting the first time. And I like Stir of Echoes a little bit more. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> that is it, everybody. Oh we are down another 30 questions, and uh, we would like you to join in on these 30 questions. So if you've got a good one, like I said earlier, make sure you do them as early as possible and email them to WandaVision, or excuse me, WandaVision30Questions at gmail.com. The links are in the show notes, and we appreciate all of you that have written in and given reviews on iTunes and stuff. That that uh, It helps the show out. It helps get uh, you know our stuff into other people's hands, man. We really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Bruce, in the meantime, where can we find more of your work on the internet? 
I'd love for people to go check out my YouTube channel. My current uh, most recent video is all about Monica Rambeau, the second Captain Marvel. That's the name of the video, Monica Rambeau, the second Captain Marvel. Please go check out my channel, youtube.com slash C slash Bruce Leslie. The name of the channel is simply Bruce Leslie. Go check it out. Subscribe. I would appreciate it greatly. The man is shooting laser beams out of his fingers. What more do you want from a YouTube channel for crying out loud? It's worth it. Subscribe just for the laser fingers. Links in the show notes for that. Sean? Uh, We have a lot of other podcasts that we've done over the years. Uh, If you just type into your podcatcher 30 questions, you'll see that there are five different podcasts that are that we have done that are under the 30 questions banner we've got clone wars we've got mandalorian we've got snowpiercer we've got the boys 30 questions that's a lot of different podcasts if you like this 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 flavor of podcasts so check them out <laughs> though we were going so uh so do check out all those things links for those are in the show notes or you can just type in row boys did you know that did you know if you uh, just type in r-o-b-o-y-s into your uh podcatching thing a device it goes up and all of our stuff shows up right there when you type in row boys r-o-b-o-y-s nice. so check did that out as well. that. that is it everybody join us next week for another 30 questions for sweet sean's a kovacs from the internet bruce leslie i'm adam portress reminding you to forget your past this is your future Thank you.